this is the third episode of my podcast. Thank you for being here. And as you can probably see, today we have a guest. Uh, we have May. Um, I'm gonna link all of the social media that she will uh, let me <laughs> link um, because, and you should go follow her because she is very cool. And very oh, cool. thank you. So today we're going to be discussing the themes of cottagecore as a style and general aesthetic, and even a lifestyle that it can be interpreted as, um, and also the common complement within um, the alternative Gen Z, usually community, uh, the word ethereal, calling people ethereal, and it being very common um, and widespread as a as a very common complement, and we're going to be all just tying this into the idea of liberal escapism and how that connects to those two things I previously mentioned. So, um, a short sort of uh, summary of Cottagecore. So, it can be interpreted very differently and as we will see with the two completely opposite opposing political ideologies that we will discuss uh, later. Um, So, May here um, she is part of the cottagecore aesthetic of the cottagecore style, um, and I was just wondering, May, if you could sort of summarize how you see cottagecore because we both see it differently. Since I'm not exact, I'm not fully part of it, and uh, you are. So I was just wondering if you could sort of summarize the themes going okay. on in cottagecore. So obviously, as I was saying, it's not differently for everyone really because it's such a widespread idea. I think personally, I view it as very woodlandy kind of nature flowers and like doing activities um for instance like sewing or baking or reading that are very like almost calm in a sense I guess I don't know it's very sweet and quaint I suppose you could say and yes yes thank you describe it yes thank you that is I, I think that's a really good description because as you said it is very quaint, it's very delicate, which will tie into the idea of being ethereal as well, um, as the literal definition means, you know, being so de- delicate that you're out of this world. Um, so, uh, yeah, cottagecore, some, yes, as you said, so these activities like sewing, baking, um, tending to a garden is a common one, just living in usually an isolated location and obviously in a cottage. Um, so, the two political ideologies that I was thinking uh, and going to talk about. So we've got, um, they're on completely opposite sides, as I mentioned. We've got the one that uh, May and I are both part of, uh, the more leftist progressive side, which is where it's quite popular at the moment in the um, in our generation, Gen Z. Um, it's, it was popularized in, on TikTok, mostly, um, and Tumblr as well. And um, it is really, really heavily linked to the LGBT plus community. Um, and a lot of reasons I think this is for, I will, I will talk on later, but some more links within media are like popular movies, The Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Call Me Your Name, would recommend by the way. Um, and uh, so they both feature LGBT representation. Um, and I think that is not the main reason that Cottagecore is associated with um, those movies. I think the reason that it's associated is the fact that it was first associated with the LGBT community. 
And now I'll sort of summarize why I think it is um, so popular within the community. So, um, as May said, it's sort of living this quaint, idealized lifestyle. And as we know, um, LGBT plus are very oppressed in society and wanting to be isolated, living in an isolated location, it sort of gives way to a a romanticized life uh, away from society, especially um, post uh, pre-industrial, sorry. Um, And that's another thing that ties into the leftist side of it, uh, being anti-capitalist and and anti-industry. Oh, anti-industrial, not anti-industry necessarily, but anti-industrial revolution. Mm -hmm. I I rambled too much. Anyways, um, May, is it okay if you summarize the other side, the traditional or quote-unquote trad-wife side Uh of the political spectrum, if you don't mind? Yes, of course. It's almost trying to escape a comfort of, like, to escape from our current society in which we are so oppressed. The more traditionalist side is to use it as rather constricting, as kind of, that is how you should be, rather than a conscious choice you've made to be more com- comfortable, if that makes sense. I'm not. That's exactly good, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so the uh, the more traditionalistic side focuses on, uh, as May said, I think you phrase it really well. So it's it's like even in the word tradition, I mean they view it as um, it's tradition to yes. uh, hold this feminine aura. It's tradition to do the baking and looking after the herb garden. It's not just because you want this is how you want to live, it's because you should yes. apparently should live like that. Um, and of course this is problematic, I mean as I see it and I, I'm sure as you see it as well. Um, and it, it, it's really disappointing almost because um, a lot of the time uh, the fashion associated with um, with cottagecore is also uh, quite, I guess, conservative. So, uh, May, since you you uh, hold this style, yeah. could you sort of summarize the uh, clothes, fashion? Yes, I mean things that, like, as you say, could be seen as like more conservative. For instance, things like um, corsets or long skirts and items like that that could be perceived as restricting are often associated with that kind of idea, as I was saying, restricting. Um, Whereas, for instance, I just wear them because I think they're pretty and I enjoy dressing like that and it makes me feel, it makes me feel good, it makes me feel pretty. Um, Whereas, as I, yeah, as I was was saying, um, the clothes that, like, yeah, yes, that's basically it. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, common things, even in my style, I, I love corsets look so beautiful. I mean, same with uh, longer skirts with layering. But I don't, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the same with you. We don't dress like this because we think it um, makes us more, better morally or anything like that. Men. Or it makes us, yes, exactly. Um, we, we dress like this because it lets us express ourselves. Um, especially as, um, so there, again, there's two sides. 
So uh, the more progressive side might dress like this because it's uh, more alternative and people don't dress like this. But whereas the more traditionalistic people will be like, uh, will see this as a negative way, negative thing that people don't dress like this. They they will want more people to dress like this. Whereas alternative people are okay with not as many people dressing this way because they're alternative. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, there's these contradicting um, sides which. Um, yeah, the, they're quite, they're fairly obvious to anyone who is uh, even aware of this aesthetic. Um, and then, uh, do, we, do we want to go on to the idea of being ethereal? Uh, so, um, yeah, do, do you want to sort of summarize uh, what, what being ethereal means to you? Not necessarily like the Wikipedia. Yeah. Or whatever Google definition, but like what what it means to you um, generally? As like as you said, it's like in mystical. I think that um, because it is quite common com- um, in the alternative, or compared to stuff like pretty or beautiful or like any other kind of stereotypical, um, is because it is so very almost otherworldly it ties into the um the idea of escaping society and not having to live within the restrictions of this world and almost like leaving this universe inside of somewhere we can be ourselves and be more comfortable and i think that's at least to me Yes, exactly. I think it's so common amongst the alternative community because, as you said, it's not that much of a generic compliment. I mean, ethereal. Um, it, it could be used, but it's 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 a lot more popular. So here, I mean, it's almost like the second uh, you're so pretty in our community. Um, uh, so um, I think this is also, to me uh, as well, um, the idea of being ethereal is linked to the idea of being alternative and it's not just being it, it's it's literally being sort of this other worldly whimsical as you said uh, creature it's not just being pretty in the sort of uh, beauty standard sort of sense it's literally uh, looking I mean sort of it, it's not even about looks yeah. if that makes sense it's just about the idea of being out of this world um, and escaping and and being linked to this other realm that that's what's so appealing about it it's it's not even the beauty side it's it's the idea of escapism as i mentioned so let's tie the idea of escapism generally to the idea of liberal escapism um, uh, specifically so as i mentioned um the idea of being uh, ethereal or, cot- or being part of cottagecore is linked to the LGBT community and since people in this community are, I'm saying people as if I'm not part of it um, and um, are you know, wild, wide, widely oppressed um, even in the western world um, it's it's you know it's it's difficult and it's it's a lot easier to imagine this sort of haven where you can um, just sort of express yourself 
uh, however you want in this isolated location where you grow your own plants and food and you have farm animals and you can read all day and you don't have to be part of the capitalist society. But this brings us to the sort of, I won't call it a paradox, but um, just like, is it, I mean, is escapism really that great? I mean, it's it's fun for a little bit of time to have this sort of um, haven in your head that you can go to of like pretty cottages and cute cats and things, but it is escapism. So you can't fully escape this capitalist society. You can only escape to it in your head or maybe go to a cottage on holiday, but you're still part of the capitalist society. Even if even if you do achieve this cottage core lifestyle, even if you do end up living in this beautiful cottage somewhat away from society, you're still part of it. I mean, you'll still uh, have to earn money somehow, right? Uh, which brings us to communism. <laughs> Just kidding, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> well, we might later, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the conclusion. Sort of is is cottagecore really that great? Not even not even the controversial side of it with the uh, traditional wives or whatever. Just is it even healthy to be cottagecore, um, or or just to have aesthetics generally? This doesn't just apply to cottagecore. It applies to literally every single type of aesthetic. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was really interesting yes, to talk you. to you, May. Uh, we have. Yeah, we have these convos. Con- oh my god, <laughs> we have these conversations um, on calls yes. very often, and yeah, it's nice to share it with other people, um, especially some like I know a couple of my mom's friends listen to this, and my mom who who aren't that familiar with this sort of Gen Z aesthetic <laughs> or whatever. Um, so yeah, I. I hope you all, whoever's listening to this, enjoyed it. And thank you, May, for being here. Um, follow May's socials or oh. face my wrath. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you and goodbye. goodbye.